Hello, North Church family. I'm so glad that you are joining us today for Up and to the Right. I hope that each week you'll tune in and you will also share it with others because I know that it's been a blessing to me to go back and watch, but then also I hear more and more each week of people that are absolutely encouraged, inspired, and are learning something new because of up and to the right. And today, today we have um, switched roles. I am actually taking an opportunity to be able to interview Crystal Manu. And so, Crystal, it's good to sit down with you and talk to you right now. I'm glad to be here again. So, I'm excited. <laughs> it's yes. Good. Um, hey, Crystal, one of the things that's happening right now in our church, uh, in fact, it's underway, is our honoring of frontline heroes. Yeah. And we have picked this week because it is valentine's week yep. and actually sunday is valentine day and so that's just a reminder for everybody at home too like if you got you know special people in your life better get on it you better get on it <laughs> go get those um cards before they run out mm -hmm. don't show up on friday night and <laughs> expect to get something <laughs> there is nothing i've done that before don't do that yeah and but we are being very intentional about uh showing some love to our frontline uh, heroes yeah. and for what they do, their sacrifice, their dedication, uh, their selflessness uh, to help other people in a very difficult time. Yeah. And of course, COVID has really, really been a difficult time and many of them have felt that extra pressure. And so I am glad that we get to do something special for them. Me too. I mean, one of our standards is we lead the way in generosity. And I think it's really important that we show, you know, how we're showing these frontline heroes that they mean a lot to us, even if it's something as small as just a goodie bag, knowing that there's people out here that are thinking of them and praying for them. And even on this cold, icy day, they loaded up their trucks and cars and, you know, went out into the community and delivered those, those wonderful bags uh, that everybody, you know, helped us fill up, got those delivered today. So that was awesome. Absolutely. We had truckloads going out. Yep. We took approximately, not quite, but around 1,200 yeah. uh, goodie bags out to um, the frontline heroes. Mm -hmm. And what is so fun about that is those goodie bags are filled with not just snacks, which we have actually prayed that uh, our people who filled those goodie bags with different snack items, uh, that they would actually end up in the hands of people who actually love those type of snacks. That's good. And I believe the Holy Spirit can do that. Mm -hmm. But then also um, in those goodie bags are like I know one um, uh, company who it's a massage company that actually gave a free massage yeah, to every single one of that's them. That's amazing. Oh, that was huge. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who gave gift cards to uh, whether it be Target or Walmart or somewhere to eat out. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so wonderful. Yeah. But the main thing is we've written handwritten notes there yeah. and we're praying over every one of them. That's good. And then this weekend, uh, we have invited them to come. And to celebrate with us in Oklahoma City and in Guthrie. Right. At all of our times and locations, we are going to be giving uh, special gifts and prizes away to those who show up and for those who uh, actually let us know that they're watching online. Right. $10,000 worth of. Hello. <laughs> Is that coming out of your salary? Nope, yours. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's through the generosity of our church <laughs> right, exactly. and because of our people who give sacrificially yeah. uh, of their tithe and offerings that we can actually do something yeah. that is 
uh, not just, you know, I believe in the power of prayer, but sometimes just going a little bit further mm-hmm. and uh, actually giving something that's tangible. Yeah, that's really good. I'm, I'm excited about, you know, the upcoming weekend and being able to to bless those heroes. They blessed us in our community. So it's time for us to do the same. So we're going to take some time actually in the experience mm-hmm. uh, to pray over them. Yeah. And we're going to call a few of them up and every one of the experiences that represents <clears throat> the larger uh, group of frontline heroes. And we're going to be praying. praying and asking God to continue to direct, protect, keep, and give them the strength to continue to be strength for others in their darkest and weakest moments. That's good. I'm excited. I am too. I'm looking forward to this weekend. And then next weekend or next week on Up and to the Right, Mm -hmm. what are we going to be doing? We're going to be announcing the winners of the $10,000 giveaway. So the breakdown of all of that, whether it's gift cards or... Uh, you know, we talked about gift cards for them to get their houses clean. So, you know, having somebody come in and, and do that, or if it's Target or Amazon or Visa cards, all of that is going out. And we will be announcing that right here next week. That's awesome. It's now, be good. <laughs> but, but every single person that shows up will get something. Was going to get something. What is that? That's a $10 gift card to Chick-fil-A. Okay, but what about Guthrie? Guthrie is Golden Chick, which I've heard some people are wanting to make that exchange. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pastor Hedy up in Guthrie says, hey, Golden Chick's the best. He'd rather have it than Chick-fil-A. I don't know about that. I've had Golden Chick Uh and I've had Chick-fil-A and Golden Chick's good. I still think I kind of lean toward Chick-fil-A though. (laughs) They are both wonderful. Yeah, they're good. They're good. So, Crystal, we have been in a series Mm -hmm. um, for now six weeks. Uh, this coming weekend will be seven weeks. And I feel like that it has challenged people, encouraged people. It's called uh, Untamed Jesus. Because Jesus didn't come to conform to culture. He came to transform culture. Amen. That's right. That is so good. And so we've been really looking at the values of North Church through the series and how Jesus applied them in his own life. And, you know, our vision statement is one that we say at the end of every single one of our experiences. Right. People know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't take one time to figure it out. So right. it's not a hard to get mm-hmm. in that we love God, love people and follow Jesus. Yeah. But the values are something that um, you don't hear as much about, uh, even though they're very much a part of the underpinnings of our church and supporting our vision. And so we dealt with one last week that I really think that has struck a chord among our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is we value diversity. We embrace a multicultural, multi-ethnic, and multi-generational church that reflects the heart of God. Yeah. So when I give that to you, what, what, does, what does it speak to you? What does it mean to you? I mean, I'll tell you, that was one of the standards that stood out to me when we first came to North. So uh, we came to North just, I don't even want to say by chance, but, you know, we were looking for something to do around Christmas time showed up on a Thursday and we never left basically is what happened. Um, but as we decided, you know, and praying about, is this our new home where we will call, um, you know, as far as spiritual leadership and, and growth, I went to the website and I wanted to read because that's easiest way to find out what a church or a company or anybody is about what they stand for. And I came across the standard and that was the one that stood out to me. And it didn't stand out to me just because it was there. I think it was great that it was there because sometimes you don't see that. Even in the church, you don't see that as a priority. 
Um, you don't even see that, you know, in a lot of our churches, just even in the congregation or the membership. So the fact that it was written and then the extra part, you know, not only about being multicultural, but multi-generational. So I know that this is a place that I can continue to grow as an adult, my children. And at the time that we came, I hadn't even had Grayson, you know, I was pregnant with yeah. him. So thinking even about him and the girls and how, you know, young they are being able to to find a home and find community here, um, but in a way that was reflecting the heart of God and what heaven is going to look like. And what was even more impressive to me, it wasn't that it was just written. It wasn't that it was just documented on the website. I saw it with my own eyes. Walking in the door, I saw it. Looking on stage, I saw it. Looking at Guthrie, I saw it. No, Everywhere I looked, it's easy to say things. It's easy to put something on a wall and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is our vision. This is our standard. But to see that it was actually happening, that was a blessing to me. Um, you know, coming from a, a background of predominantly black churches into a church that was mostly white, you know, you, you kind of wonder about your place and how you'll fit. And to know that that was a priority of the leadership, it was, it was honestly a godsend. Good. You, you mentioned it's easy to put words on a, on something mm -hmm. and say, this is what we are, but it is harder to live it out. Yeah. It is harder to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is harder to execute on something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it is so worth it. When you realize that this is what God values, mm -hmm. because one of the things in regards to that value is people say, well, are, are we just responding to culture? Well, yeah. if you've been around North Church for very many years, you know that we're not responding to culture. Maybe right. what happened this past summer, mm -hmm. we're responding to the heartbeat of God, yeah. the call and the mission of the Great Commission mm -hmm. and what God wants us to do. Yeah. And that's who we are. And that's what we want to be. Yeah. He, he tells us to love people and that's everybody, no matter <laughs> Their background, so that it's not trendy. It's it's the calling. Now, so you mentioned coming from a predominantly black church mm -hmm. to a more white church. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we are diverse, but I'm a skin tone is uh, what some people would call white, mm -hmm. and so I am different from what you have experienced. So t tell me about what was that transition? Um, what was it like for you? What has it been like for you? Um, you know, coming, even as a kid, I grew up in predominantly white situations, I guess you could say situations or just environments, daycare, uh, the schools I went to, I graduated from Putnam City North. And at the time that I graduated from there, it was, you know, you, you find yourself the only black person in, in most of your classes, uh, went to Oklahoma State University. So being in a predominantly white environment wasn't foreign to me, um, but it was when it came to church because Growing up, I've only gone to predominantly black churches. My dad is a pastor of a predominantly black church. Even when I was in Stillwater, the church that I was a part of, predominantly black. So, you know, when you when you make that change, it's it's a difference, you know, in in how things how you see, you know, kind of your your group of people, your circle. Um, and when you're talking about wanting to diversify that circle, is so much intentionality that has to be behind it. It's about stepping outside of your comfort zone. So coming here was a step outside of our comfort zone. Now, some people will, will say that, okay, you can't, you're not, your worship isn't going to be the same as it is at, at the other church or the preaching is not going to be the same. But I know that I, that we serve the same God, Yes. the same God that is at North church yes. is the same God that was at my last church and the same God that was at the church I grew up in. So it shouldn't be that 
you feel like you need to be in a certain place to have a certain feeling. It's not about feeling. It's about our faith. It's good. And Pastor, you preach the house down every Sunday. <laughs> we sing the house down every Sunday. So to me, I mean, it's, it's still been a blessing and it allows me to be intentional about the people that I call my friends and my family because it's the heart of God. I want my life to reflect what he's called us to do. And and by doing that, I have to make sure that my friends and my family, you know, people who I consider friends and family don't always look like me. Yeah, there's a comfort there. There's a safety blanket there. But we have so much to learn from each other. Diversity helps us learn from each other. And like I said, it's not just the multicultural side. I I have some best friends here at North Church that could be my grandmother. And so, you know, that's the part that we're, we're all able to learn from each other and just be intentional about it. And so good. So good. You know, um, I'd heard it said years ago, and I don't know if this was Martin Luther King or one of the other um, civil rights leaders, but made the statement that um, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is the most segregated time mm-hmm. in America. It is. And it probably still is even today, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be that way shouldn't be. because, you know, we are all God's children. Yeah. And we talked about this on the weekend. And so God shows no partiality, right. favoritism or discrimination. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with my kids, you know, sometimes my kids may feel that way, mm-hmm. but yeah. we don't. Yeah. We don't purposely and intentionally. We love each one of them mm-hmm. equally, exactly the same. And God is that way with his children. That's right. And he long, he's just longing for the day when all of his children join yeah. around his banquet table and around his throne mm-hmm. and worship and are together. Yeah. And we read that in Revelation chapter seven, where every, uh, he saw a vast crowd from every tribe and every nation so and every good. language worshiping together. And so when Jesus prayed, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think that's what he is wanting to yeah. see what is going to happen in heaven yeah. happen now. Happen right now. Yeah. And the church is the is the people, is the group of people that should be leading the way mm-hmm. with this endeavor. Yeah. And so Sunday mornings at eleven o'clock should not be uh, the most segregated time in America. It should be the most the most awesome time in America where the body of Christ is coming together. And the body of Christ is different shades of skin tone. It is different socioeconomic backgrounds. Yeah. It is different nationalities and language groups that are just coming together as one new people to yeah. worship Jesus. That's exactly right. You know, that, that reminds me of a, a post. Um, I, I took a shot, a screenshot of it that Taryn Alfred, she posted on her, on our Facebook today. We post um, each week we've been posting one of the, st- the standard that you preach on. And so she shared that. And one of the things that she said, it really struck a chord with me. She said, if you can't comprehend the freedom of being able to invite anybody to your church, come try North Church. And when I thought about that, I'm like, I have been in that situation where, okay, yeah, I'm with my friends that every, every, we all look, look different. We all, you know, come from different backgrounds. But when it's time for me to go to church, it's tough for me to invite them because here I am going to a group or, you know, an environment that is completely different than what we're used to at school or, you know, at work or whatever the case might be. So coming to North Church, I no longer felt that hesitation because it doesn't matter who I invite, old, young, black, white, 
whatever, they are going to see someone that looks like them, that has the same background. Um, like you said, socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter what you do. If you are a stay-at-home mom, you, there's community there for you. If you are a CEO of a, of a Fortune 500 company, there's community all within North Church that's just made up of everybody. And it's something that's so, it's a blessing to be yes. able to freely invite and not feel any type of shame. Because again, we're coming to serve the same God. And so I shouldn't feel any type of hesitation inviting anyone to my church. So good. Love it. And a big shout out to uh, Alfred. Alfred, uh, Taryn family just, Alfred family has been a great, yeah. but Taryn, that, uh, I saw that on Facebook and it so encouraged me whenever it I read is. it. Yeah. So let me ask you about our uh, one prayer. Yeah. So back in the summer, uh, I asked for the team to kind of look at a prayer that we can pray together as a church. And they wrote something up and then I began to tweak and begin to change also. And as a team, we gave a collaborative effort in regards to a one prayer. Mm -hmm. And then we launched it that first weekend. And for the rest of the year, every single weekend mm -hmm. in Guthrie and Oklahoma City, we prayed that prayer together yeah. in different forms, in different ways, but we made it a focus. And we will continue in 2021, maybe not every weekend, but uh, I just hope people that are listening will commit that to memory because I think it's so powerful. But when you think of that, is there one of those uh, sentences that jumps out to you? Yeah, the, the one that sticks out to me every single time we say it is may we listen to all people with openness, grace, and mercy. And, you know, I think back to last week's episode when Amy talked about how she, re when reading the Bible, don't just read it for the words, but read it to get something out of it. I think the same with the one prayer, like let us not just pray it to say words because that's what's on the screen and that's what our focus is, but really hone in on what those words mean. And so when it comes to that segment of may we listen to all people with openness, grace and mercy, it, it really kind of reminds me of uh, a kind of a funny story that I think goes well with that um, and basically having an open mind, you know, with when it comes to diversity and, and making sure that your circle of friends um, reflects the heart of God. Yes. Um, so one day I was at home with the kids and they're playing in the living room. And as they're able to do, they destroyed the living room within a few minutes. So we have <laughs> toys everywhere. It's like Cheetos and fruit snack papers everywhere. And as the evening is kind of going on, I tell them, hey, we need to go ahead and start cleaning up. Daddy's getting ready to come home soon. So let's get the stuff cleaned up. And I'm sitting on the couch and they're cleaning and I'm saying, hey, over there, grab that, grab that. They're getting their toys up and they're cleaning. And so a few minutes later, Kofi comes home. I hear the garage open and he walks in and on the couch and I have my feet propped up on the ottoman and he walks in and he just stands there and he's looking. And I'm like, why is he looking with this strange look on his face? And he calls the kids in there. Y'all need to clean up. And I'm like, Okay. And I'm thinking in my mind, yes. we just clean. Like, I, Absolutely. I'm looking and it looks clean. Like everything is clean and it's picked up. And I didn't say anything. And he's kind of walking around and I can hear like paper crunch underneath his foot. He's like, get this up and get this up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So once I, of course I'm seated and he's standing. So he, when I stood up, I realized that up against the ottoman and on the other side of the couch was all kind of trash and toys and things like that. But from my perspective where I was sitting, it looked clean. So 
in using that illustration, think about that when it comes to diversity and listening to people with openness, grace, and mercy. How crazy would it have been for me to argue with Kofi that the yeah. living room was clean? He's at a different perspective. Yes. He's at a level where he's able to see more. So when if I because I was able to listen with openness and not attack and listen with grace and mercy, it allowed me to come on the level that he was and see exactly what he was talking about. So when when you're in these, you know, group, if it's a small group or your friends and it may have you may have some tough conversations about racial reconciliation or things like that. Listen with openness, grace and mercy, because someone may say from my seated position, I may say, well, we're not as bad off as we were in the 60s or, you know, people aren't out here burning crosses and things like that. Well, that might not be what it is. But from that perspective to see yes. that it might be microaggressions, it might be, you know, um, systematic racism or just how things are are set up you know against certain groups of people that's why we listen with openness yes. grace and mercy because it allows us to all come on the same level and be able to to understand and grow and learn together mm, so good crystal and such a great illustration that you gave and um i hope that i want to become a better listener um you know james says be quick to listen yeah slow to speak that's it we are often quick and our slow to speak, maybe getting on Facebook and Twitter and, <laughs> and, uh, on you know, Instagram and stating something versus saying, I'm going to pull back and I want to listen yeah. because I want to learn yeah. and I want to, uh, really reflect the heart of God in regards to my relationship with people that are different from me because mm -hmm. mm, okay. none of us are perfect. That's right. All of us are in process mm -hmm. to become more like Jesus Christ. That's good. Hey, thank you for sitting down with me. I look forward to next week again. Me too. And what a great time. And I want you to know that uh, we appreciate you joining us. I hope that you take a moment just to share this with somebody else and invite them into this conversation. And I hope to see you next week for Up and to the Right.